morning and welcome to Grace. I'm Pastor Ryan. Today's message is from our evening service on Christmas Eve. Out of an abundance of precaution, we decided to hold services in the parking lot rather than in the building. However, it was negative nine degrees outside with the wind chill. Nevertheless, the entire church stepped out of their vehicles and sang Silent Night in worship to Jesus Christ and His Advent celebrated at Christmas. Thanks for listening as we continue in our series called Let There Be Light as we examine the radiance of God's glory coming to you and me at Christmas. I remember when I was much smaller having the excitement on this night. I remember riding in the back of my parents' car as we uh, were going to church over on Carpenter Avenue. I remember the chill of the air and the squeak of the snow under my, my shoes. Um, one of the other memories that I have is the anticipation of what was going to be under the tree the following morning. I can remember one particular year I had been hoping for a new BB gun. One in particular, it was a Daisy Powerline 880 air rifle with genuine composite plastic stock with open sights and cross bolt trigger block. <laughs> That's right. And uh, a couple years later, I remember um, having my, uh, my interests changed uh, to a National Geographic 50 millimeter refracting telescope with the sliding focus complete with the viewfinder, the tripod that was adjustable, and the Barlow lens. Man, I'll tell you, I remember finding those gifts under the tree and just playing with them for hours. But you know what? Today, I couldn't even tell you where they are. Uh, It wasn't very long before the pump action of the daisy kind of grew to disrepair, and it wasn't long before the collimation and the refracting lens uh, was a little bit blurry, and I lost a couple of the lenses, and the focus knob fell off, and you know, to this day, I don't know where those, those toys are. You know, we need to make sure that as we are entering into the Christmas season, We're being careful to listen to Jesus' words and his instructions when he encourages his followers to store up for yourself treasures in heaven, not treasures on earth. We've been in a series I've entitled Let There Be Light for a couple of weeks, and tonight is about glory. That was the message of the angels. As the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds, it was God's glory that is now given to mankind, a glory that is depicted in the person of Jesus Christ. The writer of the book of Hebrews has for my homily tonight a very poignant and short message. This comes out of chapter 1 in verse 3. In fact, if you happen to bring a Bible with you, or if you have an app on your phone, you could, you could bring it up uh, real quick. It's, uh, it's so significant, it's worth reading with your own eyes as I share it with you. The book of Hebrews, chapter 1, just verse 3. The writer says that Jesus, the Son of God, is the radiance of God's glory. Think about that for a minute. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. He continues saying that he is also the exact representation of his being. So that anybody who sees Jesus sees God in the flesh. God's glory is evident to us 
at Christmas. The message that we heard from Luke as the historian recounts that nativity night. As Mary gives birth there, finding no room in the inn, and as the shepherds then make their way, they will be the subject of our meditation here as we seek to worship God and our devotion to His Word. You see, for a lot of people, Christmas for them is a time of reuniting with family. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of peace. For, hope, for some, hopefully it's a time of harmony. Others, it's a time where we think of, um, we think of heaven and the gift of salvation that God has given to us. But tonight, I want us to be very careful that we do not take these wonderful gifts under the tree family, and joy, and peace, and even our salvation, and that we mistakenly place them at the center of God's graciousness. They are gifts from God, but they are not the preeminent gift. They are not the radiance of God's glory. You see, it's not about family, as great as family is. Christmas is not even about peace, even though we heard the message of the angels saying that peace to mankind... And it's not about just going to heaven and God getting you to heaven. No, Christmas, the greatest gift at Christmas is Jesus. Now, I'm going to say that again because that's a really good spot for an amen and you might have missed it. The greatest gift at Christmas is Jesus. Amen. You know, I, I, I question even my own heart as we go through this season How much time do I spend devoting my attention to the Christmas story? Well, if you're anything like me, you'll know, well, we got family coming over and, you know, we've got dinner and someone's got to get the dishes ready and, you know, the kids are going crazy and what about presents? And yeah, somehow Jesus falls through the cracks in my devotion and time to family. Or how much time do I spend in communion with God? Well, you know, it's pretty hard to pray sometimes you know i have heard from people you know i just don't pray too much because i get distracted easy i i'd rather worship by listening uh listening to christian music is what i do and it's so easy for us to take a communion a time with jesus and move it secondary to other good gifts family is a good gift music that's that's uplifting is a good gift but we need to be very careful that we don't make them the center And even as we look to our salvation, I want to read for you John 17, verse 3. These are are Jesus' words. He says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You see, as Jesus is going to share the message of hope for heaven, he's going to say it begins now by knowing Jesus. That is eternal life. Today, right now, you can begin eternity with God by knowing Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to know there is nothing intrinsically wrong with giving gifts. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, I think it's beautiful the way that we honor Jesus' birthday by giving gifts to one another. There's just something about that really, it really touches my heart, thinking that the generosity and love that we see in God becomes reflected in each other as we seek to love one another by giving gifts as well. But we also have to be very careful that we don't miss 
the most important gift. And there's two ways that this happens. I, I just want to real briefly tonight share these with you and offer them to your consideration as we seek to really honor God and worship Him uh, in, in spirit and in truth. The first way is what I'm calling Christmas constipation. Now you might lean over to your spouse and say, my husband gets Christmas constipation about 6 o'clock every night. That's not the kind I'm talking about. Um, no, what I mean by constipation is uh, you're just too full. Uh, there, there's no room. Uh, Christmas uh, gets packed with all kinds of busyness and hustling and bustling. And I don't know about you, but the ads on TV seem to be just... Uh, I don't know, they crank them up at Christmas. But for whatever it is, this time seems to just get eclipsed by all of the extra things that are going on. And we're constipated. We're, we're too full. There's not enough room left in our hearts and in our lives for the true gift. I think it's a, an illustration is similar to my, my kids when they uh, eat too much Christmas candy and too many Christmas cookies. Now, are Christmas cookies good? And everybody would say, yeah, they're good. You bet, especially if they came from Bonnie Johnson. They're awesome. Um, but they're not the best. And if my kids eat too much of those good things, uh, they will miss out on the life-giving, real nourishing food that needs to be prepared for them. It's a, it reminds me uh, that we're, humans are a little bit like bounty, quicker picker-uppers. Have you seen that com- commercial for, for the hand towels, bounty, the quicker picker-upper? I feel like that's what we're like. That's what people are like. Uh, whatever happens to spill around us, we just absorb it right up. And so you've got the, you've got the keg of entertainment as it tips over and we soak that up into our life. You've got the, the pitcher that's poured out of maybe career opportunities and we soak that up into our life. Or maybe it's the super soaker splashing of relationships and those soak up into our lives and there's just no more room. Did you catch the story that Luke provided that Emily read for us tonight? You remember the part that says and she placed him in uh, swaddling clothes and she laid him where? Do you remember? In a manger. Why? Why did Mary lay her firstborn son in a manger? If you go back to Luke chapter 2, you'll find the reason right there. It wasn't because in the Hilton at Bethlehem, they had a manger next to the, the, uh, the queen-sized bed or the end table, and uh, here, here's the manger sitting there. No, in fact, the reason why she laid her child in a manger was because there was no room. There was no room for Jesus in Bethlehem. There was no room in any of the, any of the buildings, in any of the inns, And so Jesus was left out in the cold. I want to make sure that we do not make the same mistake, that we become constipated at Christmas with too much, and therefore in our lives, and more importantly in our very hearts, there is not enough room for Jesus. Here's the second thing that we do. I I think I might call this a misappropriation of the good in place of the best. I'll say that again. It's a misappropriation of the good for the sake of that which is best. Family is a wonderful blessing for all those who enjoy family around Christmas time. 
the knowledge of peace and joy that has come by knowing Jesus, that is a gift and a blessing. Even the hope of eternal life is a blessing. But those are secondary blessings. It is a relationship with Jesus that is primary. It is knowing Jesus that matters more than anything else. I, I, w- I would uh, liken this to going to a birthday party. When, when, I, was a, when I was a boy, um, and, and some of you parents, you're going to have to tell your children of back in the old days when, when we would gather at, at one another's homes to have birthday parties before COVID time. Uh, you have to have to tell them what those days were like. But yeah, when I was small, we would have a birthday party. And um, what, what an insult it would be if you went to the birthday party just for the cake and the games. I mean, you're, you're enjoying the good gifts that are there, but that's not why you're there. It's a, it's a birthday party for somebody else. And if there's never a recognition of the birthday boy, well, you have now mis, misappropriated the good in place of the best also makes me think of um, just that which is life-giving for knowing Jesus is where true life is found. Uh, one of my favorite things to do when uh, we were down in the Caribbean was to go snorkeling, and there are some beautiful colored fish out in the water. Well, I remember one time I, I held my breath and went down to chase a, a damselfish, which is a brilliant um, uh, aquamarine and uh, yellow and purple, just just brilliant colors on this fish and I was trying to find it under a rock but the longer I stayed under the water the less air I had in my lungs now is chasing after the fish good and everybody would say yes that's good but if I don't go after that which is best I'll die and I had to return to the surface to get oxygen the same is true with Jesus we need to be very careful at this time that we don't misappropriate those good things and thereby neglect the best gift, which is knowing Jesus. The Apostle Paul says to the Philippians, as he's recounting all of the good blessings in his life, being born into uh, the tribe of Benjamin, um, getting trained, being zealous for the law, he says, all these things that I thought were to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What's more, I consider, watch this, everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. You see, for for Paul, and hopefully for you, you will hear once more tonight that the very best gift that you could find under the tree, it's not those secondary wonderful blessings that we have, but it's Jesus himself. And so we find this in the story of Luke as well. As the angels come and declare the message to the shepherds, do you remember what the shepherds do? They don't don't go back to the sheep. Do you know what they do? They leave the sheep. They leave their good sheep and they go to Jesus. This is what the magi do as well a little later. They leave their homes and they go to Jesus. This is what all of the disciples, in fact, do as Jesus calls them Come, follow me. They leave their careers and they go follow Jesus. The call tonight to the church is one of being careful with the traditions 
that our culture offers to us. And they're good things. I, I want to encourage you tonight, don't get too full. Don't make it so that you don't have enough room for Jesus. Maybe there's some things that need to be drawn out of your life so that Jesus takes preeminence. And I want to encourage you as well that you would make sure that you don't embrace those good things at the expense of that which is best. And that you'll remember knowing Jesus is the greatest gift that we could ever receive. Jesus is the greatest gift and everything else is secondary. Uh, In Matthew chapter 13, this is how Jesus recounts it. And then I, I just have one more verse and then I'm done for tonight. Matthew 13, in verses 44 through 46, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy, he went and sold all he had, and he bought the entire field. You see what he did? He made room. He got rid of everything that, that was less of a treasure, And then he purchased, he made central, he made preeminent the greatest treasure. Jesus continues in verse 45. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and he bought it. See what he did? He took those things that were good in his life, and he found that which was best, and he made it center. How is... uh, how is your heart? How is, how is the room in your heart in 2020? We, we all carry a lot of baggage at the end of this year. Is there room for Jesus? Is there any good thing in your life that you might need to exchange for something better? Be very careful. Don't let the traditions and our culture rob you from what really matters. When you close your eyes and think of that which has the greatest value in your life, I hope it's Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close tonight with the words from the Apostle John from his small little epistle at the end of your Bible. This is 1 John chapter 5, in verse 11 and 12. He says, and the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Presents are good, right? Tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun. I know my kids are excited. Spending time with family is awesome and wonderful, right? But Presents break, people move away, things fall into disrepair. But hear me now, Jesus is forever. Jesus is preeminent. Make sure that he is preeminent in your life today. Amen.